Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo, serving you a generous helping of everything you need to know to help you and your loved ones stay safe during any doctor or hospital visit. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety, where each week we delve into little-known healthcare and hospital hazards, as well as other fringe topics that affect your health and well-being. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me, and today I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? During the Thanksgiving weekend and weeks before, all you heard on radio and TV was Black Friday, Black Friday, Black Friday. Ugh, really? Are people still buying into that? Well, I stayed home and didn't buy a thing. Yay for me. But it got me to think about how controlled we are, how manipulated we are, and how most people just wander around, not giving it any thought. Well, today, we're going to give it some thought. I found a few interesting articles by a gentleman named Sofo Archon, theunboundedspirit.com, whose point of view hit home, so I thought I would share it with you from a blog post titled, Fear-Based Manipulation, How Politicians, Marketers, and the Media Create Panic to Control the Masses. Fear. Without it, we wouldn't be able to survive. Why? Well, because it's the emotion that warns us about potential threats to our survival and urges us to protect ourselves from them. Here's an example. Imagine that you're walking outside in the dark and suddenly you see a snake jumping right in front of your feet. Immediately, fear kicks in. You start sweating, your heart rate goes up, and your cortisol as well as adrenaline levels increase. The snake could be poisonous, so you immediately need to protect yourself from it. In such a dangerous situation, your natural response is most likely going to be one of the following. Run away from the snake, injure, kill, or somehow immobilize the snake, or freeze in hopes that the snake will be undisturbed by your presence and leave you alone. Fear, as the example shows, is a protective mechanism that is part of our survival instinct, helping us to stay alive and healthy. But here's the problem. When that mechanism becomes overactive and we start fearing things that don't actually pose us any threat, it can wreak havoc not only on our well-being, but also with our decision-making, because fear can hinder clear thinking. Manipulative people are extremely aware of the latter, and they try their best to control how you think and behave by using fear-based tactics. So today we're going to learn what some of those tactics are, as well as what you can do to avoid falling into their trap. Whether you know it or not, fear is constantly being used against you. By whom? Well, here are a few examples. Politicians, marketers, and the media. Let's have a closer look into how they do that, starting with politicians. The vast majority of politicians are what's called demagogues. A demagogue is defined as a political leader who seeks support 
by appealing to the desires and prejudices of ordinary people rather than by using rational argument. Huh, all I have to do is turn on TV for four seconds and there you go. There's not much rational argument going on. Now, the emotions politicians like to appeal to the most is fear. By intentionally spreading messages that make the general public feel like it will be harmed or utterly destroyed if they aren't elected in positions of power or if they don't implement certain policies, politicians are able to persuade the masses to support them. Now, you might be wondering, how can that be possible? Don't people base their decisions on conscious, rational thinking? Well, they do much of the time, but rarely when they are gripped by fear of a threat, whether it's real or imagined. And here's why. By creating a state of emergency in our psyche, fear distracts us from the relevant facts on which we should base our conscious decisions. A fight-or-flight instinct kicks in instantaneously when we're afraid, leaving no time for us to question its merits. The resulting knee-jerk reaction often leads to a short-term solution that only tackles the symptoms. This act-first-think-later approach, however, does not address underlying causes. Political leaders harp on any reason they can find to make us panic. Terrorism, immigrants, drugs, crime, minorities, and various others. When we feel that our survival is threatened, we're ready to do just about anything to protect our lives. Yet we're often unknowingly harming ourselves instead. For example, a study estimates that at least a thousand additional lives were lost in United States road accidents on the road the year after the 9-11 attacks. And the reason? Well, at that period of time, a lot more people chose to drive rather than fly out of fear of another possible airbound terrorist attack, although the probability of death due to in-flight terrorism is calculated to be 1 in 540,000, while the probability of dying from a car accident is calculated to be 1 in 7,000. Now, of course, it's understandable why American citizens chose driving over flying. I know I did as well. But if you pay attention to any mainstream newspaper or TV channels, you must be thinking that terrorism is one of the top causes of death. The reality, however, is that you are way more likely to die from a multitude of other causes than terrorism, including heart disease, cancer, obesity, suicide, workplace accidents, and contaminated food. But the mainstream media doesn't seem to care about those. So why does it make such a fuss over terrorism? Well, there are various reasons, such as siding with the preferred political parties. But the most important one is simply this. Fear sells like nothing else. When, for instance, you read a newspaper headline that elicits a fear response in you, you are much more likely to get the newspaper and read it. Why? Because we are wired to respond to fear above everything else. If we miss an opportunity for abundance, life goes on. If we miss an important fear cue, it doesn't. Fear drives better ratings, and better ratings means increased profit. The mass media knows this very well and is doing its best to capitalize on it. By terrorizing us, it's able to keep our attention hooked and ruthlessly exploit us for its financial gain. Another way fear is used to control you is through commercial advertisements. You might not be consciously aware of it, 
but corporations are heavily using fear-based advertising to make you buy their stuff, and it has been found to work pretty well. By instilling fear in people, advertising manipulates them into making emotional rather than reasoned choices. All the great marketers know well that one of the primary human desires is to connect with other humans and feel part of a community, and therefore that one of the things people are most afraid of is to be excluded from their social groups. And through advertising, they try to convince you that if you don't buy stuff, nobody will like you anymore and that you'll probably be ostracized by your community. Buy the latest iPhone and you'll not appear to be poor. Get this pair of Nike shoes and you'll be cool. Obtain this wristwatch and you'll feel important. Purchasing them will cost some money, but not doing so will cost you your happiness. Afraid and insecure, most people blindly do what they're told, thus wasting their hard-earned money buying things they don't really need and which only provide them with a temporary, superficial sense of belonging and emotional gratification. So, now that we've looked at a few different ways fear is being used against you, I'd like to share with you a few simple tips that can help you to avoid falling victim to fear-based manipulation. The first and foremost thing is to identify fear when it arises within you and try to see it for what it is without shying away from it or pretending that it's not there. By bringing fear into your conscious awareness, you'll be able to examine where it's coming from and what message it's trying to convey, which will help you to better understand it and then deal with it. In fact, research has suggested that just acknowledging an emotion and explicitly identifying fear can help manage its effects on our behavior. Secondly, when dealing with political, social, or other important issues, remember to associate feelings of fear with the need to slow down and regain mental and emotional clarity. Take the time to educate yourself on the issue at hand. And lastly, instead of blindly conforming to the norm and obeying to authority figures, act mindfully and take responsibility for your actions. Just because a renowned politician, an award-winning journalist, or a commercial on major TV channels tell you what to do or believe, that doesn't mean you should. Sadly, after years upon years of conditioning, most people don't use their critical thinking and instead let others think for them. To break free from that conditioning, be sure to doubt and not mindlessly accept any truth that's being thrown at you by someone else regardless of who that person might be. Another blog post titled Breaking the Shackles of Social Conditioning. Sure, we all have our thoughts and over the years have formed certain opinions, but how many of those opinions are merely beliefs resulting from social conditioning? And how many of them are based on our own understanding? And of course, we know a lot of things, but how much of our knowledge comes from personal experience and how much from parrot-like learning? You see, from almost the day we were born, we were forced not to think. Take school, for example, an institution that supposedly helps children develop their intellect, yet does quite the opposite. School forces children to stay confined in a classroom for about eight hours, almost every single day, for a total of, more or less, 12 years, where they are learning things they don't enjoy learning being forced to obey to authority figures, having to unquestionably accept what they are being taught, not being allowed the freedom to do anything on their own without asking for permission first, even to go pee. 
Now, I know I'm generalizing here since not all schools are the same, but the reality is that in most parts of the world, school is not a place where critical thinking is stimulated. On the contrary, it is suppressed or simply ignored. And naturally, it atrophies and becomes weak, exactly like a muscle does when pressure isn't exerted on it. Just observe the people around you and you might come to see the consequences of our educational system. They are living unconsciously, not knowing why they think and behave the way they do. They accept and act without second thought on what the media is presenting them as the truth. They wholeheartedly support political leaders and obey the decisions they make without the slightest resistance. I can go on forever giving similar examples, but you get the idea. As a result of our social conditioning, Corporations exploit our emotional insecurities so they can sell us their products and services, making us compete with our fellow human beings about who has more stuff. So-called journalists are selling us lies by utilizing propaganda tactics through the mainstream media, turning us into mindless puppets. Politicians gain power by splitting us into opposing groups that fight against each other in the name of ideology. If we realize these consequences and are truly willing to change our way of living for the benefit of ourselves and the world, well, we need to develop the courage to escape this herd mentality and start thinking for ourselves. And the sooner we do, the better. Now, that's easier said than done since our social conditioning has gone very deep and is affecting us in ways we can't even recognize. However, with conscious, persistent effort, it's definitely possible to do so. And here's a few ideas. Question your beliefs, no matter how much you cherish them. In order to release yourself from the prison of social conditioning, the first and most crucial thing you need to do is question any beliefs that you unconsciously took on from your parents, teachers, and cultures. That's because beliefs can bring all kinds of limitations in life, such as irrational fear and the sense of having to live according to what's right for someone else but not for you. Ask, where did this belief come from? Is there any logical reason for holding it? Is it limiting myself in any way, or is it elevating the quality of my life? What is the logical basis for holding these beliefs? Did I reach to them using critical thinking, or did I just accept them as truth merely because I was indoctrinated from my early education? Are they serving my happiness, or are they contributing to my suffering? These are some very important questions that you need to ask about any beliefs that you might hold in dear faith. By doing so, you can decondition yourself from negative social programming. I say question everything because here's a great quote. Doubt is the beginning of wisdom. Do you love that? Doubt is the beginning of wisdom. Never be afraid to question your beliefs. To doubt what you think you know is a sign of intelligence. And only those who are courageous enough to do so can break free from the shackles of social conditioning and walk on the path of wisdom. So if you're a lover of wisdom, you'll need to actively search for truth, no matter how difficult that might be. In this way, you'll be able to better understand yourself and the world you live in, as well as to take responsibility for your life without being easily fooled, exploited, or manipulated by power-hungry individuals who care about nothing but their personal gain. And finally, since the holidays are upon us and with the same thought in mind as we were just speaking, 
Here is the final blog post called, This Christmas We Don't Need More Stuff, We Need More Love. Sadly, many of us who've been brought up in affluent countries are not aware that we are living in a tremendously cruel world. A world where the nine richest people of our planet possess more combined wealth than the total held by the poorest four billion. A world where almost half of the human population lives on less than $2.50 a day. A world where 40 million people are enslaved. One of the very best mirrors of our superfluous, misinformed, and profoundly sick culture is, what I mentioned earlier, Black Friday. That is the busiest shopping day of the year, or the day we push, punch, elbow, and kick each other so that we could be the first to get the deal, while hundreds of millions of people don't even have a piece of bread to eat. Why care about them? It's ten times more important that we keep on filling our shopping carts with more stuff we don't need. Soon we'll have Christmas again, you know, that part of the year when we do nothing but exchange gifts in the form of products, an act that is marketed to us by big corporations as the only way to prove our love to our friends and family. According to a recent report, 48 million Americans are paying off debt from last year's Christmas shopping. But this won't prevent them from going deeper into debt this year. In fact, it's expected that the average shopper will spend $825 on gifts alone this holiday season. That is about 50% more than just five years ago. Our society is totally nuts, and to be a nuthead is considered normal. Buying stuff nobody needs with money we don't have and destroying our planet in the process seems perfectly okay to most people. In fact, if you happen to differ from the majority and choose not to conform to our consumer culture, Nearly everyone starts looking at you as if you're a pathetic weirdo. Oh, you're one of those people who don't buy anyone gifts on the holiday season. That must mean you're either a stingy person or you have nobody to love in your life. This is how heavily indoctrinated we are. What if we could pierce through the corporate agendas and realize that love doesn't have a price tag and hence it can't be bought, sold, or owned in any way or form? What if we challenged the idea that more stuff means more happiness and snapped out of the hypnotic spell of consumerism? To me, if there's anything we need more of, it's intimate looks, warm hugs, kind words, and generous smiles. Not candy canes, scented candles, and Christmas-themed socks. In other words, we need more of human connection and less of what people can get for us. Now, having said that, I'm not suggesting that offering material objects as gifts to people is bad or wrong. I take part in that myself on both ends of it. It can actually be a great thing depending on what those gifts are and to whom we give them. If we give people things that can improve the quality of their lives, then that's totally fine. But what's the point of giving people stuff they don't need and that will soon end up as waste in landfills? Would it not be much better if for example, we spent our excess money to help those in need, the poor, the homeless, the underdeserved, whether directly or by supporting individuals and organizations that are trying to turn our world into a more beautiful place. This Christmas, my friends, let's not give each other more stuff and instead give each other more love. Let's not gift products people don't need and instead gift experiences, experiences of connection compassion and belonging. And if we find ourselves in a place of relative abundance, let's offer what we can 
to ease the suffering of our fellow humans. And with that, I wish you a free thinking, happy December and happy holiday season. So I just talked about consumerism when we are swayed by commercial advertising and how with the holidays coming, maybe we might want to reevaluate the kind of plastic nonsense that we purchase for our gift recipients and how maybe we want to be a little bit more charitable and think about our buying purchases and how we spend our money and what we spend our money on. Is the gift really going to help the recipient or is it just a little tchotchke to put on their table, which no one's life is going to really change one way or the other. And so with that, if you still are looking for a small gift to give a loved one, a friend, whomever, and without paying crazy prices that really don't need to be priced as they are, my essential oil company, Zap and Zen, works for this very purpose. Much of what we do goes toward the pillowcase project that we have been working on since 2010, where we make and send handmade pillowcases to homeless veteran shelters, women and children's domestic abuse homes, and cage comforters, little uh, cage mats for uh, cat and dog rescue centers. And so many of our proceeds go to help these folks and these animals. And the prices are what they should be. Our roller balls are about 12 to $15. Now, if you get involved in some of these big multi-level marketing companies, their roller balls are, what, $35? And they're not even organic. And so there's no reason for those kind of pricings other than for the big company, the big top of the pyramid, to be making that extra money. So that's all I'm saying here this holiday season is to purchase wisely, buy things that makes sense, that can help the recipient, and that is not supporting crazy, crazy companies that are just pocketing all of your money for no apparent reason. So head over this year to zappenzen.com, Z-A-P-N-Z-E-N.com, and there you'll find organic, 100% naturally sourced plant-based solutions to things like headaches and muscle pain and nerve pain. We've got a great one for nerve pain, anxiety and depression, bug spray if you're going on a vacation instead of slathering with DEET. It's all made of natural, 100% organic products. Plus my essential oil book that really covers everything from anxiety to headaches to eyelash mites to MRSA. It's 146 pages, and it's a fact-based book that will really help you understand how to safely use essential oils to maximize your health and well-being. So please, think before you buy this year. And if you must shop, then support companies who support charities. And head over to our zappenzen.com, Z-A-P-N-Z-E-N.com. Or if you want to order by phone, you can do that as well. Just give me a call, leave me a message on the radio studio line, 440-725-5462, 440-725-5462. And we also have a monthly subscription club where your recipient will receive a really beautiful sparkly purple bubble package with three organic essential oil goodies delivered to their home or office each month. So it's a really fun gift idea that surprises and delights your recipient each and every month. And it's only $23 per month plus shipping, a couple dollars for shipping. And again, 
some of these giant multi-level marketing companies that sell essential oils where you've got the distributors out there that don't know one oil from another they just know what they might have found out on pinterest nobody's taking any classes nobody's studying anything and they're selling reselling selling reselling and by the time everybody has their hand in the pocket that one essential oil will be 45 dollars well with this you're getting three for $23. I mean, it's almost, it's almost crazy. So head over to zappandzen.com or give me a call 440-725-5462 and do something special for your gift recipients this year. Hi there, I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, the host of Mrs. Green's World, and I would really love for you to become a part of that world. We talk about things like the faceless villain of climate change, our compromised food supply, and about how to become a conscious consumer. But it's not all bad news. We educate, we inspire, we engage. We always leave you with some small steps you can take to make a difference for this great planet of ours and help you live the healthy life you deserve. Please visit MrsGreensWorld.com to learn more and become a part of our world. Well, there you have it. Lots to think about and plenty to share with others. And to do so, simply head over to the website speakupandstayalive.com where you can listen to today's show again and hear previous episodes all under the Radio Archives button. And while you're there, visit the shop page to get a copy of the life-saving book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, Your Hospital Survival Guide. Visit speakupandstayalive.com for more information or call me and leave a message on the radio studio line 440-725-5462. That is 440-725-5462. Well, that is it for today. Until next time, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week. I am Pat Rulo and I am the voice for informed choice.